welcome to Light and Love, where we help you find the essence of you. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Light and Love. These are your hosts, Sarah and Jalen. <laughs> okay, so today is going to be round two of relationships, because I feel like we touched on kind of our personal relationships but now we've done some research and um I feel like when I did my research personally we got to the bottom of like why we felt those things yeah so today we'll kind of want to give more information on why sometimes people are like that like with my own personal relationship I felt uh I was using the word dependent in the last episode so I kind of want to go more in depth on why I felt like that and like how that changed and just base it on some facts that I researched. Okay. And Jalen has some good advice as well. Yes, let's get to it. <sighs> what? <laughs> what? I'm overthinking We're this. overthinking today. So we had some, like, <laughs> on-spot critiquing today. Um, we're going to be revamping our podcast. So we're just, like, we're, in, we're overanalyzing everything we're doing right now just being real and raw so we're just like tripping out right now i know i feel like you can feel it in my voice but <laughs> we're doing it let's do it yes <laughs> okay so i wanted to bring up some pop culture things that maybe you guys have been seeing and relate back to this episode because it has a lot to do with what we're going to talk about and someone's question so kehlani and yg i know when i seen that i was so surprised so surprised you know what's funny to me is like um it's such big news and i wonder what it's like to be them and everyone's like has an opinion about it yeah like everyone i feel like to be in that situation you kind of had to have like because i feel like as an artist or being famous like that i mm-hmm. feel like um it's something that they always have to deal with so i feel like by now they would have to have like yeah have like a fuck you mentality about it, you know? Yeah, I, d- I can definitely see that with Kehlani. But I think why people have such an opinion about it is because they feel like they know each of them personally through their music. Yeah. And I'm just going to say right now, like, their music isn't always exactly who they are. So YG, like, just because of the stuff he talks about, like, maybe that's not yeah. him as a person. So they're like, oh, my God, he's going to hurt Kehlani because he's about, like, fuck bitches, <laughs> get money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, no, I see that. I feel like people just take everything at surface value yeah so they're like oh my god they're not meant to be together but you're not them so you don't really know like what's going on people will always have their opinions about something yeah you know yeah and i feel like another healthy relationship we wanted to reference in this episode that a lot of people are like goals and you know they just have a really good understanding of themselves and their relationship is Will and Jada. So cute. I love them. They're so inspirational. They are. And you know, and you know what's nice about them is they're very open with like their struggles mm-hmm. and their what they do to work towards that healthy relationship, which I think a lot of people need because sometimes relationships are very secretive and you don't know what's going on behind, you know, closed doors or if you don't know people. So to just see them on the outside as a healthy relationship, it's nice that they give some like personal into yeah yeah exactly they're very open with it and that's how we want to be with our relationships and like everything we've been through so mm-hmm. that's just what we want to do with this podcast Ooh, that brings us to our first question yeah. <laughs> so we got some questions from our relationships part one and what's the first one have you ever dated someone then discovered you're the other woman have you 
No, I have not. <laughs> okay, I have. You have? Yeah, okay. Okay, so I was in a relationship, like, in the beginning of high school. It was fresh. It was new. I Honestly, I forgot about it until yesterday. I was thinking, uh-huh. I was like, hmm, has have this it? ever happened to me? Yeah. This is probably why I don't really care, so it didn't really affect me in, a, in that way, but mm-hmm. he went to a different school, Okay. and I found out he was still dating his ex-girlfriend. She okay. was really pretty, but... I don't know. I guess I was her. I was a freshman. It was my first relationship in high school. Like, first, like, yeah. thing. Maybe I was, like, a couple weeks into high school. But uh-huh. I think I was her. I really liked him at the time. Well, I thought, you know, you're little. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was pretty much it. But how did you feel? Oh, you said you were her. Kind of just like, what? what? So like, then what like, happened after? happens, you know? Yeah. Um, did you guys stay together or did you? No, we didn't stay together. Okay, that's good. But I know he did want to be with me. Yeah. Like, they all do when... Yeah, they fuck up. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that was pretty much it. So you just let it go. Yeah, nothing too serious because we weren't that serious. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but say like you are in a serious relationship and you happen to find out that you're the other woman. I'd be so upset. Yeah, so sad. My personal opinion is it's unhealthy. It's if you continue with the relationship, you're setting you're not setting a boundary for yourself and for your. And what as you women. Expect. Yeah. Never mind. So, what? Nothing. Oh. But, um, yeah, I, it's hard to say what I would do because I've never been in that situation. But just speaking, like, spiritually and, like, my own opinion would just be to not put up with something like that. Because the more you put up with unhealthy things like that, you invite more unhealthiness mm-hmm. into the relationship. It's dishonest and negative, And yeah. that is what you'll attract because that's what you're putting out there. Yeah, totally. Okay, so what's the next um, question? How to manage a healthy relationship while still working 110% on your goals and passion? (laughs) So I think um, we touched on this in our first episode of relationships, so part one. But I will say what the rest of the stuff we're going to talk about more in depth about relationships is going to go back to this. But my personal experience is you have to find yourself... You have to be secure with yourself. And um, I'm going to bring this up now really quick. But unconditional love is understanding that the other person has a journey in life. And that journey isn't you. Exactly. So you need to be 100% aware of that and supportive, whether or not that's going to include you later. But you just want to be so supportive and understand that, you know, they have their path. You have yours. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it helps a lot when you're doing something for yourself, too. Yeah. Because if not, you will get lost. Yes. I completely agree. Okay. So I re-listened to our relationships part one, and it's so crazy because the things we were talking about, like um, how... Oh, I have to find my notes. Sorry. Losing. Um, about, yeah, losing your sense of self and, like, the growth stunt and let's see yeah losing yourself but so then later i read my pattern the pattern app and i think did you say we had the same thing yes we did it's so crazy okay so i'm gonna read we'll trade off reading them okay so relationships are your path to development knowledge and awakening having people in your life to converse and reflect with who can be mirrors for you is key because it helps you figure out what you want And I think me and Jalen really touched on that without even knowing that was like our pattern and like deep within us because we literally said how like our relationships made us better. They made us self-aware and like, especially after our spiritual awakening, we found so much more sense of 
who we need to be and who yes, we are. Exactly. Individually. And, but, and we can talk about it with our partners and they're like mirrors for us. And like we said earlier, like we, they um, led by example and inspired us and mm-hmm. we've done the same. So I feel like it really, they helped us figure out what we wanted. Yeah. Which is exactly what this said. It's so crazy. It is. Um, I also read something. What is it? It says. Oh, never mind. You wrote it right there. Okay. <laughs> um, should I read the next one right here? Yeah. Okay. It's important not to go too far and become so codependent that you don't know who you are without feedback. Collaboration is healthy for you and having a partner in your path. Oh, is your oh, path. Is your, <laughs> is your path. Yeah, that. Oh, wait. There's a little more. Try Just try to avoid making the mistake of defining who you are by whom you're with. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, like the importance of remaining whole, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I feel like we do really good with our partners in collaboration, but um, we figured out along the lines of our, both of our relationships that sometimes you can get lost in that person. And we both mentioned that in relationships part one, Um, but it's, and we didn't want to define ourselves by them or by their success. We wanted to define ourselves on our own. So it's crazy that this mentions it because, you know, I even said, I was like, I don't want him to have success in me just being writing the coattails. Mm-hmm. Like, I want him to have his his success for him and then me be my own person. Yeah. So, you know, it took me freaking 12 years to realize that. Or not 12 years, actually. I had that hiccup in, like, 2014, 15. But, you know, it took probably, like, what, 9, 10 years for me to be like... I need to have my own thing. I need to define myself. So it took me getting lost. I was so completely lost. I didn't know who I was without him. He honestly, oh, I hate to say this, but <laughs> he like played a really, obviously played a really big part in my life, but mm-hmm. like he affected my day to day, mm-hmm. you know, oh my gosh. But it took me getting lost in all that and like n- not knowing who I was at all to find out that I need to find out who I was. Yeah. So it all needed to happen. Yeah. It's almost like we started at rock bottom and it's not like they kicked us to rock bottom yeah. for us to figure that out, but like something just peaked in our relationships where we kind of, we obviously noticed this on our own and we decided to do something about it. So mm-hmm. that was like definitely spiritual growth, like self growth for ourselves yeah. that we did. So like today going into the episode, it's going deeper into things that I feel like we both came over in our relationships mm-hmm. and that's how you get to a place of growth. But when reading all this research, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Cause we went through all those things and I felt all those things. And I'm sure a lot of women can relate to you when you said like your day to day was always worried about him. Cause mm-hmm. I know I for sure felt that way. Like yeah. everything was based off of either him or our relationship. Uh huh. Literally like that was like on the front burner and myself was like on the back burner and I didn't even know. I was like, I feel like that shows us though, that women, us, we love very hard. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and men do too. It's just, I feel like we have it more in common. Like it's more common amongst all women to kind of feel this way yeah. and do these things. So, um, yeah, but men do feel this way as well, but they might not show it the same way. Yeah. yeah. Do. <coughs> men love it when you love yourself. Yeah. That's what I realized. And you know well, why? It should be that way. I think, um, something I'm going to read later is going to tell us why they're like that. 
so weird. But the last thing from the pattern that we both resonated with was learn to cultivate a sense of contentment and wholeness by becoming your own best partner first. This way, when you meet someone, it's based on a genuine connection instead of need. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said in the last episode, like sometimes a relationship can stunt your growth. And I think I said that because of this. We got lost in the sauce and we had to find this while with someone. We had to find the wholeness while being with someone. Okay, and now I see what you're saying because as I was listening to you right now, when I think about it, I said, okay, I'm, and I'm thinking like, how would I have found it if I wasn't in my relationship to mm-hmm. get to that point to where I had to find it. Yeah. But now I'm thinking, like, if I was alone, would I have thought, like... You're kind of forced to... I see what you mean there. You know what I mean? But we're so... I'm going to say codependent in a, the beginning of our relationship. Yeah. And I, I say this because I think a lot of people are codependent and mm-hmm. they don't even know it. But we're just so dependent. Our happiness is dependent on the happiness of the other person and the relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's what codependency is. I loved what um the pattern... What I read, um, it said connecting, this is probably the same thing, no, connecting to a deep, a deeper, connecting with a deeper reality is essential for your well-being and your wholeness. Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? No, yeah. I didn't say that, but I feel like that's so true. I like true. it. Like, in order, it, it always brings me back to, like, you have to connect to yourself. Like, you can only, like, you can only meet him as much as you've met yourself. Yeah. So you're first, first. What's wrong with me today? You're forced to find yourself. Yeah. Wait, read it again. Connecting with a deeper reality is essential for your well-being and wholeness. Yeah. And to me, like, so a personal story would be like when me and Russ were having problems and there was a moment where I felt like we wouldn't be together. I felt like, of course, all my emotions, like, came out and I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do without him? I can't Mm -hmm. live without him. And I had to come back down to earth and be like, you can live without him. Like physically you're going to be okay without Mm -hmm. him. And that just brings you back to reality that your life isn't this person. You need to have a life of your own in your own reality. That's not based on this relationship or this person. And this like relationship for us, it's like a a romantic relationship but this can even happen with like your parents or your friends Mm -hmm. when you have these tendencies like codependency in you you can find this attachment to anyone so it's not just romantic but for me and Jalen since yeah we're in long-term romantic relationships this is where most of our growth has come from and like where we found our tendencies and patterns so but like they say um the way you are in one thing is how you are with everything yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true. So you want me to go into my thing? But let's just, should we go through the document? Oh, no, I actually listened to that. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So um, the next research, not research, but just kind of like notes I took on something that really resonated with me was Mark Grove's podcast, Why Love Breaks Us Open. And in this episode, he talks about attachment styles and signs of attachment. And I think these will really if you're open to learning about it and like, I don't know, I feel like self-awareness is a huge thing. If you're not willing to look at yourself in the mirror and like see these things in yourself or you don't see any of these in yourself, there might be like a wall there where you're like, I'm not like that. Your ego. Ego, yeah. So, um, and I feel like, um, you feel when something resonates with you. Yeah. Even if you want to deny it and your ego will like push it away, you'll feel it. So mm-hmm. and just feel it. Yeah. But honestly, like I think this comes 
from a place of growth. Mm -hmm. So I am going to say, like, he even said in this episode, he's like 40-something years old. He's like, you know, I am those things. I see those things in me. And he's like, it took a lot of growth for me to be able to realize that. And looking back at, like, our last episode, like, how much we have grown in our relationship, it took a lot for us to realize this. So we've kind of already been through this. And I think that's why it's it may be easier for us to look back on these things and be like, oh, shoot, that was me. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because we didn't know these things when we grew through it. But we just got through it. So I just kind of want to talk about it just to give you guys a place, like, to see maybe what your style is or mm-hmm. if... Where you know. you're at in your relationship, yeah. how you... And if you don't resonate with anything, that's perfectly fine. But I think when you get to a place of growth, um, you can look back and see these things in yourself because everyone has this in them. Mm-hmm. So you want to go over the three different kinds? There was actually something... Okay, no, no, okay. Let's go over the... Okay, so there's three different... Was it three? Mm-hmm. Different attachment styles. So there was an an anxious attachment, which is a baby is chaotic when the mom leaves, and he doesn't think she's coming back. Mm-hmm. But isn't like when she comes back, he's like attached, like crazy attached because he thinks she's gonna leave again. Probably, probably. So, um, also a little background info is like these things that we learn, like how we're in relationships, again come from childhood all the way from when we were babies. So the way we act in relationships has a lot to do with things that happened before you even had a thought. Mm -hmm. So this is going back to how you reacted as a baby to attachment. That's insane. Okay. Um, (laughs) Secure attachment. A baby is fine when the mom leaves and is secure that she is coming coming back. Mm -hmm. The next one. Avoidant attachment. A baby is fine when the mom leaves, like secure attachment, and didn't even notice she was gone. But physically, like their heart rate reacts like anxious attachment. Which is so interesting. That one's like a little complex to me. That one has a lot of ego. Because yeah. he's like, or he, he, <laughs> the baby is hiding their feelings, but really it's feeling something. Yeah, but it's just a baby. So like, how would it know these things, yeah. you know? Which I think is pretty... Um, Pretty crazy. I don't personally know. I should probably ask my parents, like, what my, how I was as a child. Because I personally don't know um, my attachment style when I was young. I do. You do? Well, okay, it's, okay. Okay, so, okay, I don't know how you would say this. But, mm-hmm. like, as a baby, I was always, um, I was always given a lot of attention. Okay. So, mm-hmm. growing up, I knew that I always, I always got attention. If I wasn't having attention, I didn't know who I was or okay. you know what mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. so growing up this is why I'm like in the pattern that I am because I always want to be accepted okay or want external it. validation is that what it is yeah yeah okay that was wow. as a baby. I don't know if it related to any of these but yeah. that's how I was as a baby it does though it is gonna when we get deeper that was a good story because yeah. as we go on you're gonna see like what it is so the thing is about these attachment styles is like you can be them uh, I know it starts when you're a baby, but you can change your attachment style at any time. It just takes self-awareness to go ahead and make that change in yourself. So you need to recognize, you know, how you are. I know we gave stories as babies, but um, as adults, these translate as um, my partner needs. My partner's needs are just as much as my own. So that would be a secure attachment. You guys are equal. You're your own person. Like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, your partner's needs are... 
not more than my own. Anxious. What? Oh, I feel like I wrote that wrong. But basically, your partner's needs are more than more important to you than your own. So that leaves you very anxious because you're you're always worried about that person and what they're doing and how it relates to you. So it makes you anxious. Um, or your partner's needs are less than your own. You're avoidant. You. This is like yeah. a big. I feel like you can flip flop between them though. Yes, no, for sure. I think ego I, has I a lot to do with them that. Both. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, like for example, when arguing mm-hmm. back then, I used to think it as like, no, well, I'm right and you're wrong, and even if he's wrong and I'm right, it doesn't matter. There's an issue here. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's why. Like, I think we could flip flop. We can, but I think it's like fear or ego gets in the way, and then something the, changes. Because for me, personally, in my relationship, I was secure for Mm -hmm. most of the time. And then a hiccup happened. The fear, the thought, the fear of the thought of him leaving me, my Mm. ego would skyrocket. And then all of a sudden, I had, like, an anxious attachment where I was, like, so concerned about everything he was doing and what it meant for us. You know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden, it, like, peaked and something in me changed. And I think that happens to a lot of people. And it's because of the fear of losing something mm-hmm. that's yours. Yeah. I'm not even going to say like him. I think it was literally a fear of losing something that I felt was mine. Yeah. Um, I think to really test out your attachment style, to see how like you were when you were a baby, mm-hmm. he had something, he said something, he was like, um, like step back and then think about your relationship with space. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that. So, did you do that? <laughs> um, I could see. So basically, what he said is, don't think about it as like. Think about it as space, a measure of safety, distance, or space. That's what these styles are defining. So if you're anxious, you don't leave a lot of space between you and the other person. Like you need to be right there. If you're avoidant, you leave too much space between you and the other person because you're avoiding their emotions getting into your space. Mm-hmm. You don't want their emotions in your space. So what is like a level, you know what I mean? I think sec- like secure space is where you can understand in a fight. Okay, I'm trying to think because this goes to into codependency, but like you can have an argument, you can settle down, think it out, be individuals think for yourself not Mm -hmm. necessarily for the other person think about your own feelings like you validate yourself yes you don't need their validation yes okay and then like just healthy even arguing like you don't run away or you just need that space to kind of think about yourself and your actions and what you want versus thinking about like oh my god what's going to happen if i leave and Mm -hmm. this will fall apart or yeah he had said something like um step back and Give it space to allow them to go into that space. Yes. 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 I really like that. Because like an avoidant person with an anxious person makes for a lot of trouble because the anxious person doesn't want to leave any space. But the Mm -hmm. avoidant person is just like, you're not giving me any space. So how can they be healthy? I think that ties into, or is this how we tied that into this? But um, being in a relationship while working 110% on your goals and passion. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you need to give each other that space. To be individuals. So they can grow. Yeah. 
And if you don't give them space to grow, then how will they grow? Mm-hmm. And everyone's different. Like, But also, like, you need to ask yourself. I thought this was really helpful. Ask yourself, because like I said, in arguments, all of a sudden your attachment style will change because something in your ego peaks and you kind of lose control, I feel like, of your rational thoughts. So ask yourself, if I was enough, what would I do? If mm-hmm. I was safe and worthy, what would I do? Because when you're anxious, you're thinking of a place of you're not enough or you need validation from that person and it, it scares you and you, all your ego wants to do is win that person over and win them back to get that validation. But if you're sure of yourself, you're secure and you know you're worthy of love from yourself, then you give what kind of decision validation. would you make? Yeah. Make a decision based off of that, not based off of losing this person, losing this relationship or winning a fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I know what it feels like because when we would get in arguments or he would leave and I would be like texting him like crazy or calling, like he thought I was crazy. So <laughs> me looking at that now, I was being anxious. Yeah. And he was being avoidant. Yeah. It was too much. I was too much in his space and he's like, it's so much. I need to like get away and ignore you completely because I can't think about myself. Yeah. 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 And it sounds selfish to some people to think about yourself in a situation like that, but you have to. Yeah. If you can't think about yourself, then... You're selfish. You're being selfish to yourself. Yes. How can you make a decision that is right for you if you can't think for yourself? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm trying to think about how this relates to me because I feel like at one point in my relationship with Tristan, I was very like that. But for me, I feel like I'm really good at reading energy. So when I feel like I'm giving... I don't even know if this has anything to do with anything. Like, I feel like if I'm giving a little too much of, like, I'm, I'm a little too much in a space and I feel it, mm-hmm. I'll back up myself. Yeah. That's good. Because like, I had no boundaries. Yeah. That means you had a boundary. I would feel it. Yeah. That's almost like a, almost like a energy boundary. Mm. So I had absolutely no boundaries when I was anxious. And that was the problem that caused the problem between us. <laughs> because that I'm the like. the problem that caused the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least we got down to the bottom of that. We, you. Yeah. And now I can see, like, that's why last, in the last episode, I was like, you know, we used to argue and I would want to solve it right then and there and like be on his back and like, come on. And he would be like, I need time. So now. deeper and bigger than just that. So growth and growing through this, I've learned like, okay, he needs his space to think. And even if I don't feel like I need space to think, it is healthy for me Mm -hmm. to have that time apart from the situation, the, the energy of the whole thing to just be in our separate places and you know what I mean? Like yeah. just think clearly, think for myself. Cause mm-hmm. I had a problem doing that. I was always worried about the relationship and he was really good at worrying about himself, yeah. which is, I can't blame him now. I think that's amazing. And I'm glad that he set that boundary for himself. Mm-hmm. I like that too. Yes. Oh, so like anxious worry about how the other person and their reactions, non-reactions constantly analyze things like facial cues. So I think a lot of women have anxious attachments. A lot of, like I know I did when I was in the peak of our, me losing him, me, the thought of losing him, I was like anxious attachment. And it's like, I was telling our friend the other day, sometimes when you're in this place and your ego is on the rise, you start making up stories. Mm Mm-hmm. And you start making up scenarios and all these things. All You're just making up all these things that maybe aren't even true, but it's just your ego telling you, like, this could be happening. This could be happening. Just because that person fear. isn't yeah. validating you yeah. or your feelings, then all of a sudden you're, like, making all these things up and you're causing 
problems i feel like you're bringing yourself down to like a lower vibration mm-hmm. you know what really helped me there though because i feel like um okay what really helped me there was kind of I remember one day I realized in my head, like, you have to let go of the situation. Like, mm-hmm. you cannot control the situation. You yeah. don't know where it's going to go, and you're only worrying yourself yeah. more. And honestly, you're bringing that kind of en- energy yeah. to it. So I think thinking, so too. you're manifesting it, you know? So I had to really learn to, like, let it go and leave it up to the universe, God, yeah. whoever. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, like, that goes to show, like, also, like, if you go looking for something, you're going to find something. Mm-hmm. Because you're totally, like manifesting it you're just bringing that energy and at that point when you're like in paranoia like that or hysteria you're gonna make something out of anything yeah because I know I did Mm -hmm. and like Russ has never cheated he's never done anything of that sort and all of a sudden I felt like oh my god he's probably (laughs) hanging out with someone like you know what I mean like no signs pointed to that but like the paranoia in my own head Mm -hmm. my ego pretty much exactly so that's just so crazy how that happens but that's why you have to like learn and grow and like learn to step back and see things in a bigger picture and not mm-hmm. in the height of the moment and it's not all in your control if it's gonna happen no yeah this is fucked up but if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen yeah and if it happened then it wasn't meant to be or yeah. you were meant to go through this struggle so even that like the thought of tristan cheating or doing this and that like it hurt before mm-hmm. but now when i look at it it's like if some i don't think it's gonna happen I, it's not gonna happen yeah but you know what i mean like <laughs> thinking about it it's like no and if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen yeah you know and it's not really in my control you can't control the situation yeah and you can control your feelings yeah your feelings your reactions so that's why space sometimes is like the best thing you can do because literally this attachment thing is about distance and space and Mm -hmm. it's not just physical it's emotional space mental space i literally had to learn that because i feel like i was always looking for attention from him mm-hmm. or waiting for him like the to validation. validate me, you know? And I had to realize, like, you don't do that for me. Yeah, 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 exactly. So an anxious person is anxious when there's too much space between each other, and an avoidant is worried when there's not enough space between each other. And, you know, I feel like people think that they're just not a match made, but if you understand each other and you can kind of grow through it, like me and you have mm-hmm. in our relationships, you can learn a balance. And like you said earlier, you can, anxious people need to take a step back so the other person can step into the space. Mm-hmm. Like they need to feel safe going into that space. It's kind of like, you know, when you're first dating and like you send a text message, you know, and you're still so like waiting like, for them to respond or whatever. And then they took like an hour. So you're like, all right, I'm going to wait two hours. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> so crazy that's why like playing games and like being petty and all that is just not worth it not worth dealing with because I feel like that means you two are in two different spaces to be doing that you know what I mean like you don't want it to work you don't want to grow if you guys are willing to go petty for petty but maybe that just shows their attachment style it does those were the signs all along yeah yeah that's what I'm saying like if you want to grow with someone you can't give in to keep playing games like that. Yeah. So games are not healthy. Yeah. Like, but if well, you notice it, would you step back and be like, hmm, why am I acting like this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Don't you think, like, um, I'm trying to think of an example. <laughs> like, when I told you, like, well, when I told you guys last time with our breakup, I would be like, 
well, he didn't text me for this many hours. Mm-hmm. So I, you know what I mean? Yeah. If that wasn't in my character. That's not what I wanted to yeah. do. So why do that? Because you're just causing more uh, friction. I think it's more of your motive behind it, you know, because in the yeah. beginning when people do what they do, it's to play games or like, he didn't do this. I'm not going to show that I'm too desperate at this blah, yeah. blah, whatever. But when you change your thinking, because you can easily just like, because okay, no, I'm going to be myself and I'm going to reply because that's who I am. I'm not doing it out of this and that. Yeah. Like I'm going to reply and I'm going to keep saying the message because that's just who I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you change your mindset about it. Yeah. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Because think basically like if you're waiting for a guy to text you back and it takes him hours, mm-hmm. he probably has an avoidant attachment. He mm-hmm. doesn't want to the space between you guys like emotionally, mentally to be yeah. that close. So he waited a while because that's who he is. And then you, us girls on the other side, you know, like. You see where I'm going with it? They're, like, anxious, but they don't want to be that way, so they... Yeah, kind of, like... I don't know where I just went with that. (laughs) But you had to understand, like, maybe he just needed time and space to think of an answer or reply. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, it could have been anything. Yeah. And then don't, like, overanalyze it and just be like, well, now I'm going to take two... You know Yeah, okay. It's just like... Yeah, that's so childish. It's it's all a game. It's unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Because now you're trying to play mind games, pretty much. And trying to figure someone out when... Yeah. Versus understanding each other and being like, okay, Russ is a little more avoidant right now. So Mm -hmm. I need to give him some space Mm -hmm. instead of texting him like, hey, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? Hello. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) then I need to take a step back and give space on my end. You know what? That just made me think about what I need to do (laughs) because some days I, I'm like that. Yeah. I don't know. I have my moods. That's what I'm saying. We all flip flop back and forth. Like we can't be secure at all times. It's just impossible and no one's perfect and like i like to say majority of the time i'm secure but i do get i never get the avoidant but i get the anxious attachment so i go go. between secure and anxious and i think russ goes between secure and avoidant so we're kind of like you know what i mean so now i know i need to step back so he can step into the space yes you know what i mean yeah how that that works like we have to understand each other and give each other space yeah. It's crazy how there's always an underlying issue to the situation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, mo- most people in relationships just see what it looks like on the outside mm-hmm. or what it is for what it is like, just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. These are called patterns. So the attachment styles are true for everyone. And then the way you behave, the way your relationship works, just mm-hmm. like that, like the couple that's playing the games, that's yeah. a pattern between you two that's unhealthy that you need yeah. to step back and be like, how can we fix this Yeah, where we're both happy? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think also the anxious attachment led to, like I was talking about like fear or lack in his podcast, he was talking about this couple where they've been married for years and all of a sudden he started going out playing golf and like doing all his little passions. And she was just like, what about me? What, you know, like what the hell? Like, mm-hmm. Why are you out going and doing all these things without yeah. me? And she, and then the guy was like, you know, he's just being himself. He's just doing what he wants to do. And I feel like as couples, we forget to give each other the space to be ourselves. Yeah. And that is so important. Yeah. Or tent. Yes. <laughs> Especially like, that's what I'm saying. Like dating an artist is no different than dating a normal person. Mm-hmm. But I they feel like their space. the problems that normal couples have that kind of brush under the rug, like these things mm-hmm. become heightened when you're 
with an artist or someone that can't give you all of their time yeah, and attention because, because their attention is somewhere else. Yeah. So we get a little more, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Some of these things can be swept under the rug and you would never know. But being with artists, like, I don't know. I feel like it comes to no. the surface a little bit yeah. more. He had said something that um, really got me. He said, you could never suppress your growth for your partner. Yes. And vice versa, too. Like, mm-hmm. And that's how I was That's how I was when um, Tristan started doing his videos. Mm-hmm. Um, for, I feel like for a lot of a lot of women ask me, like, how do you deal with that? So, like, mm-hmm. how do you put up with that? And honestly, like, it was... It was tough in the beginning. There was a lot of stuff that I had to work through and figure out about me and why mm-hmm. it triggered me in certain areas. Your ego. Exactly. Yeah. But um, where was I going with this? I know where you were going. It was a really good topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, Giving them... No, yes, exactly. Like, I knew I knew one thing for sure that I he's going to do what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I can't stop anyone from doing what they love. Like he's creative and that's what people like and that's what he wants to be in, so I'm going to let him do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I okay, yeah. I see where you're going no, with that. No, it causes resentment. Mhm. Hate. Yeah. There's just a lot of stuff going wrong there. Yeah. Especially like say you kind of started off as a normal couple, like not normal, but like I think Tristan and Russ always had these passions the whole time they, we were together. Yeah. But they weren't always as, like, into it as they are now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the relationship dynamic for us both changed over time. And so me and Jalen had to adapt to yeah. that. And I think you and I both realized they're this is who they are. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to give this up at the end of the day for anyone. Not even yeah. us. You know, Right? Yeah, no. I love that, though, because um, it's just... That's a good example of how it should be. Yeah. You know, like do what you love regardless. Like, and for someone to want to stop that and not allow it, Mm -hmm. it's kind of selfish. It is. To me. Yeah. And I feel like if you're like that, then there's things you need to work on for yourself. Because. Like exactly what I did. Yeah. We had to work through ego. It was hard. It was tough, you know, and it was really good because me and Sarah, I feel like as I was going through all of it, she was there from, like, the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So she, like, helped me get through it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm because that's what we can do for you, too. Yeah, I think we met around a time where Russ was our first hiccup, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But you probably would have never known, because I never, like, expressed it. I didn't know it. how it was before. Yeah. Either. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, yeah, that's crazy. But that's also why you need to have friends. You need to have a life outside of your relationship, honestly, because if this doesn't work out, like, what are you going to fall back on? Who are you going to fall back exactly. on? Exactly. Besides just yourself, like, yes, you're going to make it out with yourself, by yourself, no matter what in this life. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to get you through, you do need friends, family, support system other than this person. Guidance. Yeah, you can't. You shouldn't have to do it alone. Yeah. You don't have to do it alone. But just know you can. <laughs> yeah. Physically, you're going to be able to do it. Um, but I think what scares some people who hasn't gone through something like us is like if someone like their husband is out doing those things, all of a sudden you have this fear that you're growing apart because he's doing these things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then you have like to acknowledge. Changing. Yes. Like it's opening a possibility for this, this and that to happen. Yeah. And you have to acknowledge those feelings and be like, why do I feel this way? Yeah. Yeah. What can I do to change my thought around it? Mm -hmm. And I thought it was funny that the example in the podcast was a husband going out and 
venturing off and doing his oh, own yeah. hobbies. And then the woman was like, what the hell? Yeah. What about me? Because that's exactly how I felt with yeah. Russ. I'm like, what about me? What about all the things I did yeah. for you? Yeah. And then like, that's how people grow resentment mm-hmm. because they put in all this work, all this emotion energy into this relationship and then all of a sudden they're just going to go off and do them that's how people get resentful so you can go about the situation in two ways you can be very angry about it and just stop it Mm -hmm. because now i'm thinking about like if you do this or if you do this and how it would look you know Mm -hmm. you could either go about it in an angry way and try to control it Mm -hmm. and make it go the way you go but obviously there's a lot of issues underneath the rug that aren't solved or you can try to understand the situation as it is the cause of it like the underlying issue under that and then work from there yeah you know Mm -hmm. exactly and I think resentment is basically if you have resentment that means you didn't set good boundaries for yourself so like we said we got lost in them we didn't set a boundary for Mm -hmm. keeping ourself our sense of self yeah it got lost so then when they start doing their own thing we get resentful because we didn't set that boundary of making ourselves more important than the relationship or them Mm -hmm. and that's where resentment comes from because it's like like i said like what the hell am i gonna do yeah (laughs) you know what i mean no really like like, i'm so lost now what yeah yeah but it's like you have to make a mature decision to realize it's not that person's fault and it's not their responsibility exactly for you to be like well who am i like this is when you figure out who you are yeah because you need to gain your sense of self back exactly whoa Oh, I see. You talked about your things. Oh, yeah. I just continued from... Okay. Um, so I think a lot of issues that I had stemmed from codependency. And so I listened to this Shamanjelic Healing podcast. Did you ever listen to that one? I didn't. Shamanjelic. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't. Anahata Ananda. I didn't listen to that one. It is so good. But um, basically the overall definition of codependency in that podcast is it doesn't leave any space for individual individuality or to feel your own emotions so like I said like with our relationships we didn't have a sense of self in the beginning and it took time and growth to figure that out Um, and I think we didn't know how to feel our own emotions because we were always worried about their emotions this brings me back yeah um it's very important to label your feelings yes and um in the last podcast, he had said something mm-hmm. like putting a language to your emotions. Oh, I listened to that one too. Yes. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was very important. So, yeah. Extreme external focus on someone else. That's definitely what I felt. <laughs> I was constantly worried about Russ and how Russ feels and what Russ is doing. And I mm-hmm. I put a lot on it. And I know I'm not the only person out there. Like, sometimes I feel like it's kind of embarrassing. Like, when I talked about it last podcast. And even now, I feel like I know. a little embarrassed. Because I, I don't want people to too. think I'm, like, crazy. You know what I mean? No, but you know what? This is real life. Like, yeah. women are out there going crazy about their man and what they're yeah. doing. And if they're cheating or this, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When literally, you should be focusing on yourself. Because once I started focusing on myself, that's when everything got better. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm like, hallelujah, amen. I right? want to clap for that. so good. Yeah, yeah, because when me and Russ would fight and he was being avoidant and I was being anxious, I was being, being literally psycho. Mm-hmm. And I had to sit down with myself and be like, this isn't who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not um, a dependent person. Like, I'm confident on my own. Like, 
I don't know. I'm confident in myself. Like, I knew I could find someone else. Yeah. So I'm like, why are you so worried about him and how he feels about you when you can do you by yourself? Yeah. But I had to sit down and remember that. Affirmations would really help there. Yeah. Because um, I was thinking of a word while you were saying that. But I was just like, this is not me. Like, I'm going crazy and it didn't feel good. Yeah. The only one suffering in that situation is me. The person. Yeah. Who's going crazy about it. Yeah. yeah. So... I, and I had to take a step back and realize, like, okay, this is not healthy for me. For me. Exactly. <laughs> I had to stop worrying about him. Mm-hmm. And this just, this just brings me back to, I said this before, when you're good on your own and your partner is good on their own together, you come and you guys are good together. Yeah. But you even, know? like, when you say that, it reminds me of if you're good and your partner's not good, you don't have to come to the rescue to make them feel good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a misconception not, that we yeah. have, especially as women. Like, we have to take care of them. Like, it's like almost like a motherly instinct mm-hmm. to do that. But they're not our child, and they're their own person. Like, as that selfish as it may sound, they need to be able to get over their feelings by themselves. Yeah. Nothing we can do. I like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, give them space to figure out their feelings on their own. Just like when a baby is having mm-hmm. a tantrum. Yeah. Because we're all children living in adult bodies. <laughs> so it's like when a baby's having a tantrum, sometimes you just need to let them figure it out for themselves. Yeah, exactly. And we're adults, so you definitely need to figure out your tantrum by yourself. And it, it took me a lot to realize that. And I still, I still um, worry about that. Or think about that, you know? Like, let that person be. Like, nothing I can do can change. Exactly. Okay. Um, Let's see. What else? So, other signs of codependency are lost sense of self, which I'm just going to read them through because Mm -hmm. I think a lot, we both felt all of these things. I'm almost positive. Taking care of relationship and the other person instead of yourself. So we always put them before us, like would always worry about them and what they're doing and you know, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure when they're out doing their own thing, they, the last thing they're thinking about is us. And honestly, that's not a bad thing. They're doing what they need to do. But if your ego is high, you're like, well, why aren't they thinking about me? But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, I could just see how it's, so you know, what? this can go both now. ways though. Cause we keep talking about how like women, are like the needy ones in the situation because mm-hmm. it just reminded me back um, to when we had our girls' night and uh-huh. the boys had their boys' night. Yeah, and then we were out doing our thing, but the boys were just together at home. And then we all ended up hanging us. out sometimes. <laughs> so, um, okay, so resentment because they took downtime for themselves, which you know, in the in our relationships with dealing with an artist. So that's why I said a lot of these things are going to go back to dealing with an artist. Um, I definitely felt resentment when he would be at the studio all night or doing videos, you know, because like, Mm -hmm. honestly, like in our relationships, we both don't get a lot of like couple time. Either we get a lot of couple time as a group Mm -hmm. or like, or they're busy doing what they, music videos, songs, like there's not a lot of downtime for us as a couple. Yeah. And I feel like dating, um, an artist and someone who's always busy all the time, I feel like, and, and you don't get your, um, your time with them or that's something you have to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Where was I going with this? I think it's very important for you both to come to a mutual understanding about how it will be or how it's going to be or mm-hmm. that you guys have to sacrifice this for right now so in the future 
yeah it'll be better yeah or you know what i mean because i think they'll always be it'll always be like this mm-hmm. and i read in my pattern also this just brings it back to something random but it was like sometimes you get confused because your relationship isn't going to be like everyone else's and i thought that was kind of weird it says yeah. you're kind of like eccentric so i think i've seen that in like yeah too. like and i see that being true like my, i'm not gonna have that like oh come home from ev- Come like home after from you're not work, five, you know? Yeah, hang out for the rest of the night, have weekends together. Like mm-hmm. that's something I don't think I'll ever have. Yeah. And that's something I had to accept and But I don't it's think it's nice so. to f- No, no, yeah, I yeah. agree. I don't okay. think that either. Because Tristan, he'll go to work, come off of work, go do some other work. You know yeah. what I mean? But in the time that he does have at home, he'll make sure he spends it with me. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So as long as you feel that they still try in some way. Yeah. You know, after all of that, yeah. and I think that's what matters the most, not how much time you're getting. Yes, so true. And you don't always have to be with them to feel that love if you're secure. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I think that's really important. That's why we brought up, like, YG and Kehlani, because I'm, like, wondering, like, you know, these artists are probably getting with other artists because there's no one else on this earth that can understand what they're doing except for another artist. Or if you're, like, a growth like us, but we were with artists and we had to learn a lot about ourselves and get rid of ego in order to be in this place. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But if you're like already in that place, it's hard to, I'm pretty sure for Kehlani and YG, it's hard to come across someone who can deal with a lifestyle like theirs. Exactly. And something like that goes back to what you're talking about with like, it doesn't matter about the amount of time, like Will Smith and Jada. Like I remember hearing something that they do like three weeks of something he wants, stuff he likes to do. Mm -hmm. And then three weeks or three days, whatever, doing stuff she likes to do. Because, just because you're a couple doesn't mean your interests are the same. Yeah. So you kind of have to like, okay, we're going to do what you want to do this time. And then we're going to do what I want to do next time. Because mm-hmm. it's not healthy to eat, breathe, sleep, do all the activities like in common and together. Exactly. Like there's no individuality. I'm not saying you can't have a lot in common with your partner, obviously. But to be glued to your guys' fucking hips. Yeah. It's just a lot. Sorry. And I loved that. So oh. <laughs> I mean, I used to, but now like I had to. To see what you could do alone, though, yeah. imagine what you can do alone. Yeah. What else you can bring to the table yes. instead of just them bringing something to the table and you supporting it. Yeah, and imagine working on yourself and coming together with someone who has equally worked on themselves. Imagine what you can do together in a collaboration, like the pattern said about us. Um, so also codependency is ego-driven. You need to feel validated. So you always need to be with that person. You always need to hear that they love you. You need to know that they're not looking at anyone else. You know what I mean? Like there's like yeah. little immature things like they can't go anywhere by themselves because you're worried they're going to do something. Yeah. Like that is mm-hmm. so unhealthy. It is. If that's what you're, if that's what you're thinking about, you need to shift your thoughts or check your relationship. Is that rude? <laughs> no. It's a, it's a just hard reality. truth yeah. pill. Because <laughs> um, I feel like I had to deal with that too. Because sometimes... Yeah. Well, imagine with Tristan, he shoots club events. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I can literally... No, sometimes, like, in the beginning, I'd be at home, and I'd be like, oh, my God, what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. on everyone's Instagram, like, looking at the stories. But now I'm just like, I trust him. It's yeah. okay. If it'll happen, Same. it'll happen. I used you know to, like, I mean? to be there all the time for everything. And it wasn't really so much to watch. It was just to, like, be a part of it and, mm-hmm. like, know what's happening. Like, I didn't like FOMO, FOMO. like, <laughs> looking at the stories. But it was never like, oh, my God, who's that girl near him? Yeah. Or, oh, my God, what is he doing with those girls? Because, yeah. you know, our boyfriends work with models. They work with half-naked girls yeah. a lot. But, like, me and Jalen are both secure in our relationship to where we've gotten past that. Yeah. But our, we had to learn that. We yes. had to 
it was eco. Yeah, like, exactly. So it wasn't easy, but we did it. So yeah. and we it's can like, do it. Yeah, and I don't want um, anyone to think that we let our boyfriends disrespect us because no, that is because absolutely not true. Mm-mm. But we have really, really healthy boundaries. Yes, I like that. Healthy boundaries. You know what? Uh, this is ego, but for a while, um, what got to me was mm-hmm. when Tristan's out shooting this stuff or whatever, I think about what the models are thinking. Yeah. I think they're thinking like, oh, she just lets her man do this. Or like, yeah. you know and what that's I mean? Ego. Exactly. Worrying but about what other people are thinking about I'm you. But now I'm just like... You pay him, and he buys me stuff, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, everything we've had to work through was ego. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything. And become secure with ourselves. Yeah. So ego and becoming, like, finding our sense of self and security in ourself. And it took a lot, a lot of hard work Mm -hmm. to get there. (laughs) Um, Yes. So I think something that we talked about that you said last time in the relationship part one was it was crazy that we were able to come out of these situations together considering we went on kind of different paths but we came out of it together and in the codependency it was like one person needs to take a step out of the current pattern you're in and change the dynamic yeah and I think we did that in our relationships. Mm-hmm. Like we learned like, okay, this isn't working. This isn't going to work. Something has to change. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So I had to like get rid of the anxiousness. I had to give mm-hmm. the space. Like, so there was things that I had to change in order for things to work. Yeah. It's always give and take, but also I had to put myself first, which we both do. Yeah. We're some independent chicks now, but I just want to say for you guys that are like with your boyfriends or like, you always have to be with them. You feel lost without them. You only feel happy with them. Or you, do you know what I'm trying to get yeah, at? Yeah, I think this is a sign to so just go and find yes. yourself. Find what makes you happy. Find what triggers you to make you feel that way. You yeah. know, this is this is a step for you to think about what you can do to move forward and help with yourself mm-hmm. to help you and your relationship. Yeah. And you know what? Like, that was me and Russ for, like, 10 years always together you know we're best Mm -hmm. friends we still are best friends but I think that's where you lose a sense of yourself when you don't do things on your own Mm -hmm. so that's what I'm saying like it's not a bad thing that if you and your boyfriend do that or you and your husband but it is really healthy to have some type of space yeah to just make sure you're okay just to check in with yourself that you're okay by yourself yeah you know what I mean because I would have never had that reality check with myself if these things didn't happen to us Mm -hmm. so I'm just saying like if you these things happen to us because we're with artists. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, would these things happen to us if we weren't with these type of people? I don't know. So yeah. that's why I'm giving you guys advice. If you're not with an artist, then you should still take a step back and, like, maybe take, like, a vacation by yourself or with your friends and see how you feel, how you and your significant yeah. other deal with that type of thing. Because I think it's really important because if you don't think about these things early on or ever – it could lead to some problems down the road. It will always repeat itself, and you yeah. won't really find true happiness yeah. if you don't try to get to the real problem of it. Because you can, what do they say, like mask it and make it pretty, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that's not changing anything. Yeah, and sometimes there isn't a problem. I'm just saying, like, just check to see where you're mm-hmm. at or mm-hmm. if you feel this way. Because, you know, sometimes there isn't a problem, but it's still healthy to just take some personal space. Um, what else? Let's see. 
I listened to this podcast the other day. Oh, yeah. I like this. Let's do this. The seven... Seven Dimensions of Successful Relationships. Wow. There's a lot. It is. Well, okay, want to go just... every other? Yeah. Okay. okay. So one is commitment. Okay. So for this one, I feel like it's about creating the foundation of who you are and who they are and the relationship you guys have together and the understanding you have together, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. That and just feeling secure with your partner. Yes. And this leads back to Relationships Part 1 episode because remember when we talked about the trust thing? Mm -hmm. How you kind of need to go into it with trust if you're trying to make it work with, you know? That's like a foundation for you guys. And that's also security, knowing that you trust this person. So that's just laying down the foundation of something is, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to commit to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, Labeling so, what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and over time, I'm not saying like that can't be changed because obviously people have commitment issues sometimes. So this is just laying down the, the foundation yeah. in the beginning or whatever. The first three um, are actually laying down the foundation. Oh, okay. Yeah. So intimacy, showing affection in tune with your partner. Oh, I don't know what really to say about this. <laughs> but so, everyone has their own love language, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. I feel like when people think about intimacy, they just think about, like, sex mm-hmm. or, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's, like, even the stuff, like, the I love yous or, yeah. like, leaving in the morning, you give them a kiss. Yeah. Seeing each other, giving them a kiss. Like, yeah. that touch on the shoulder when you're yeah. hanging out. You know Little things. I mean? Yeah, or exactly. different Because every relationship is different. Like, some people don't say I love you all the time. Yeah. Or, like, so cute when your I went to... Your mutual understanding. Yeah. Your love language. Like, <laughs> yeah. I went to my friend's wedding and she, like, had a cute little speech how they hold hands every night before bed and that, that was so cute. <laughs> like, it sounds like little old people for some reason. <laughs> that is cute. But I was yeah. like, that's cute because that's something I don't do but it's yeah. special to them. So, that's Aww. something intimate for them that's not sex. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, this is one we've keep talking about yeah individuality that is very important mm-hmm. so you support one another's uniqueness you regulate one's feelings so regulate your own feelings mm-hmm. um know that you are your own happiness and that you're creating your own path mm-hmm. and then also finding a balance between who you are as an individual and who you are when you're in a relationship with your partner Wow, that's amazing. That's literally everything we just talked about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, In literally. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you guys, individuality is so important because if you don't have this, you don't have a sense of self. And when you don't have a sense of yourself, it's it's going to be impossible to be with another person mm-hmm. and be okay. <laughs> yeah. Literally. So the next one is communication, being open and honest, peel off layers, um, negotiate difference and resolve conflict, empathetic towards their feelings. So I feel like this is kind of what we talked about too, um, in a broad way, but like being open and honest and peeling off layers is something like realizing like this person has an avoidant attachment. Like mm-hmm. this person needs a lot of space. Yes. I don't like that much space, but I need to give them that, you know, it's communication. Isn't literally just talking. It's understanding yes, each other, hearing each other out. And understanding, like, you may fight differently than I fight. You know what I mean? You Mm -hmm. may resolve things differently, so we Mm -hmm. need to kind of come to a... Agreement of how you guys work things out. Yeah, like what works best for both Mm -hmm. of you guys as a couple. Um, And I think empathetic towards their feelings is really important. Like I said, like, you can be empathetic, but you don't have to 
fix their feelings. Yes, exactly. So you can feel for them, but let them let them feel it out. Let them figure it out for yes. themselves. Um, and then the next one, passion. Ew. So, <laughs> did you say ill? I said, oh, oh. <laughs> sensuality, sexuality, desire, and passion. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that you guys should have together, but that's mm-hmm. your guys' thing. Um, I think it's, oh, also the things that we were talking about, um, the day-to-day experiences. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So cultivating the day-to-day experiences. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Showing you guys have that for each other without just, not just through sex, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Teamwork, managing life together, coming from a place of service and generosity. And we both win. If one loses, we both lose. That's beautiful. I like the last, um, we both win. If one loses, we both lose. Yeah. Because I feel like in relationships, Mm -hmm. a lot of people fight to Mm -hmm. um, get their point across Mm -hmm. and not fight to hear why one is fighting. Yeah. And also, I like the coming from a place of service because... Um, this is kind of what I talked about last time where I was like, well, I did this, this, and this for you. Mm -hmm. And then I felt resentful because I'm like, how could you do this? But, um, I think you need to do things for the other person out of love Mm -hmm. and because you want to. And yeah, instead of just like expecting something in return, such as love or staying with you, but just being able to come really from a place of generosity because you love this person. And then, Ooh, I love this one. Spirituality. Can we grow together? You guys have to be growing together, not just one growing and you're supporting the one who's growing, you mm-hmm. know? Um, that was so fast. Okay, and then you have to, um, I feel like it's, you don't have to have the same beliefs, mm-hmm. but it's good to respect each other's beliefs. Yes. So share values and beliefs with one another, some spiritual practices. Like mm-hmm. Tristan and I like to meditate together. Mm-hmm. And when he prays at night, I don't pray every night, but I'll respect it. I'll stay quiet. Mm-hmm. I'll let him do his thing. Yeah. Every, like when he does it every night, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, oh, I really love this one. Connecting in another level that brings another dimension into our lives. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? I like that. Yeah, because like we said, like, not everything is surface level, so I, I don't what do you do to connect <laughs> in another level? <laughs> like, like meditating together. Okay. You guys both go off to this place in your heads, and then you meet together, and you share that deep connection. Like you, like you and I. I feel like you and I share a connection of spirituality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, And not everyone can relate to us in that way. Yeah. So. Same. I think, I'm trying to think of me and Russ. I think we both share, what we share is passion and drive for our own paths and really respecting that we each have our own path, Mm -hmm. which is really important because I I don't think a lot of people can do that, but I'm really happy that we've grown to be able to do that and understand that. And can we grow together? I really like that one because like we said, like... Um, in one of the codependency things, she was like, sometimes one will grow and one will be willing to step out of the pattern that you're currently in and the other won't want to. And you kind of have to be okay with that and move on. It's not right for you. If you guys can't grow together into a different pattern, then let it go. Yeah. You know, cause so many people stay in the old pattern because they don't want to change. But if you want to grow like Jalen and I did with our relationships, then you're going to have to do something different and mm-hmm. you're going to have to work on yourself. You know what I mean? So I really like, can we grow together? Cause I don't think everyone can come out on the other side together. Yeah. It's not always going to work out. Exactly. But getting rid of the fear of it not working out is really important mm-hmm. as well because you want to put yourself first. Mm-hmm. So spirituality, can we grow together? That's, that's pretty crazy. I like that. That's last because 
it is a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It really is. Like, yeah. I feel like we've reached a whole nother level <laughs> because we've grown through these things. Yeah. And I like how you said you don't have to share the same beliefs, but respect them. Mm-hmm. I really like that because, you know, when people get married and you have to, like, be their religion and stuff. Yeah. Like, I understand it, but at the same time, it's just like, why can't we still have, be our own people and our own beliefs? Like, exactly. just because I love you doesn't mean I have to change you shouldn't all have of to my change beliefs yeah, everything for this relationship, which I think is pretty crazy. Um, anything else? I have one last thing, but do you want to do this next thing? <laughs> oh, this kind of goes with like what we were just talking about. I think. Actually, yeah, because this is really important. How to listen to your emotions and understand your needs. I feel like that's something that I keep saying this over and over again. Like you really need to be aware of your feelings and why you do the things that you do. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Identify triggers, needs, what's happening, your thoughts, your feelings. What else? Oh, I think it's kind of like um, what I like that what they said. They were like, we develop the lens in how we see the world, you know. And as we grow up, we see things a certain way, mm-hmm. and that's normal for us. Like that's how it is, yeah. You know, and that's right for us. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really important mm-hmm. that when you're in a relationship or just growing, like. And being aware of your feelings, you mm-hmm. have to rewire your brain to think like, okay, this is not how it's supposed to be. Or this yeah. is not okay. Or this is not how it has to be forever. Yes. Like staying in a pattern. Yes. And like the other podcast was like, um, it has to do with this, but imagine growing as an individual and then adding another person to the equation. It's mm-hmm. really hard, but like, you know, you, you have to be able to welcome a whole nother person's reality into your life and yeah. make space for it but still keep your space yeah so it's pretty but I like this because this is what I was talking about like even if you don't feel like you're in a place where me and Jalen were or aren't like challenged to grow through it it's still important to kind of think about these things mm-hmm. like triggers and needs and what's happening and like how you are in a relationship and how you fight and how you feel when you fight with your significant other, you know? Yeah, you need to dig underneath the surface. You know what, for me, that's how I feel like, um, I feel like sometimes I have that issue with self-healing mm-hmm. or like trying to better myself. I'm like, okay, what can I work on right now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what's bugging me or mm-hmm. what needs more attention or what's setting me off? Yeah. And like, I literally try to look for these things. Yeah, no, same, same. Because that's what like self-development is mm-hmm. and like, it's not just relationship patterns, it's habit, habitual yeah. patterns and stuff. So, yeah, everyone has, like, these repeating patterns in their life, and sometimes you come at a crossroads with them and sometimes you don't, but I feel like mm-hmm. me and you have come to a few of these crossroads and had have to dig deeper. Um, what else? Um, what they said in this was um, to have... So being in a relationship allows awareness as well, so I feel like to have a successful relationship, you have to have an understanding. I keep saying this, but you have to have an understanding of your emotions and why the way and why you feel the way that you do and why you express it. Yeah. Because once you get to the bottom of that, there's your answer you right can grow. there. Exactly. You, you can, can change. change it. You can move forward from it. Mm-hmm. Your relationship can get better. Yeah. And I wanted to just mention one more thing about love I feel like love is so complex and to truly love someone unconditionally means that you respect their life path their life journey even if it doesn't include you Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that we learned and want to share because uh, this is even for like 
parents with children. Yeah. Eventually they're going to be without you. And codependency can happen in families too. Like you with your parents, I can feel that. So, um, I just think having unconditional love isn't loving someone and keeping them to yourself and keeping them safe and in your bubble. It's understanding that they have their own life and their own path and you respect that with everything in you. Mm Mm-hmm. Even if it may not include you, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, you have to let them grow with or without you. Yes. And that's, like, the ultimate practice of unconditional love. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the flower thing. If you love a flower, don't pick it up. You just mm-hmm. admire it from afar and just watch it grow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really beautiful. I think it's really hard. But um, when you come to that understanding, it, it makes relationships better. All types of relationships. I feel like... To let go of that need to control um, having them or whatever, I feel and the like outcome. it makes you, yeah. I feel like it makes you so much lighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely something. I also what started making me feel better when me and Russ were having problems. I finally was like, okay, I have to let go of the thought that we might that we'll end up together mm-hmm. because if we don't, I need to be able to recoup and get better you know what I mean so I really finally let go of like that burden of like we have to stay together Mm -hmm. that image or that thought or that outcome and it I will say it truly truly helped me relax yeah that's like (laughs) a big mountain to get over yeah but once you get over it it's not as bad as it seems in your head Mm -hmm. when you're not there yet yeah you know because imagine you being on your own journey trying to like get to where you want to go and someone's holding you back Mm -hmm. like maybe the best thing is like dragging you up the mountain (laughs) Yeah, maybe the best thing is letting go and letting the other person grow because it might have been the best thing for you as well. Mm-hmm. So you can grow. Because exactly. that's why I'm saying sometimes relationships can hinder the growth if you're not aware of these things. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Wow. That was a lot we covered. It was. Okay, that's it. We'll see you guys next week. If you would like, actually, please follow our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, Light and Love Podcast. We're going to do a lot of revamping, so... Please stick with us. Yes. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week for another episode of Light and Love.